I am quite excited, but also a little bit. We've had a couple of drinks already. I'm so excited because I have spent so long like thinking about this stuff and then like finally having somebody to talk to about it because <sighs> it's I, like I feel like I'm about to be uncorked and explode. Oh, this is so. Thank you for laying down plastic. <laughs> unsurprisingly sexual. Before I've even introduced you, but that's that's the voice of, and I quote, "dangerously thin entertainment writer Matt Whitehead." <laughs> oh my god! I forgot I said that. I'm so warm. Yeah, it's been a it's been a big afternoon. Uh, we're coming off the back of the royal wedding, mm, aren't we? Which I didn't watch. That's how the honeymoon started, hey? Hey, <laughs> with a what? Coming off the back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've chosen, especially. Okay, it's been a while since I've recorded an episode of this because mm. I have been writing Zealot the book. Which is out early next year. Yay! Because crime stuff, they need a lot of fact-checking. Mm. Also, I made up some words in it. <laughs> <laughs> so The facts are all true, the words. <laughs> yeah, I might have to spend some time arguing with my publishers about those. Uh, but also, it's been a while since we've sat across from each other with microphones in hand. Because we had, I think, I think pioneering is a good word. I, I agree. Matt and I and our mate Lauren, who recorded the Jonestown episode of this, uh, had a podcast called 5 to 8. What was the premise of the podcast, Matt? Basically, we would just get shit-faced and then, like, <laughs> and then just talk about how drunk we were for a good 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. we would start, at the f- start recording at the fifth drink and stop, and stop recording, recording at the eighth, eighth drink. drink. Yeah. And we had really, like, we had fancy drinks. And that, topics and games. Topics and games. And most of the time we just spent just... Talking about how drunk we were. And a fictional monkey bartender. I think there's maybe two episodes still available online because we our, our, our subscription just ran out for yeah. the rest and we didn't want to pay it. Yeah, it's been a while. It's great. It's great. It's good stuff. So the last episode I recorded was horrible. It was, I mean, it was a great episode. Incredibly listenable. But it was about a really violent, horrible Canadian dude yeah so i think this is a really nice contrast well that's why i'm really excited and i am very thankful because the more that i looked into this the more that i was like huh like this is (laughs) this is great because it's just dumb like (laughs) it's so dumb but it's also it makes i'm not even joking this cult makes my heart sing it is the best thing that i have i have ever discovered or like looked into i love it so much but it is so stupid it well speaking of stupid and the names of cults tell me your stupid name tell me your stupid name uh what's it called no i thought you were gonna say what? it because i really struggle with it i know it's no <laughs> it's, <on purpose. laughs> it's the it, <laughs> I can't. I can't do it for some reason. It's the Unarius. Yes, Unarius. Unarius is okay. the name of the cult. I always want to say like urinal or unianus. Un, oh, and it nearly everyone's name in this cult sounds like a cure for a UTI. Well, it's all dumb and made up, but like so great as well. So you could argue that all religions are Matt. My favorite thing is it's a acronym, but the acronym sucks. It, the like, acronym sucks so bad. Wait, I've got, no, you do it. It's the Universal Articulate Interdimensional Understanding of Science. Yes. And at the end of, because they do some videos, which we're going to talk about way later, but they make that so clear. Every yeah. time they, 
they have the credits for a video. They underline the letters that are in the name. And they have them zooming into yeah. shot to make sure you understand but like, that it's an acronym. Universal articulate, interdimensional understanding of science is meaningless. That is dumb, stupid and meaningless. It's, it's like calling yourself science. Yeah. That's what I also really liked because initially I saw the word science and I was like, ugh, like I'm going to be struggling with this. There's no science. Oh, no, shut up. There is. <laughs> There's some... They have read at least two pages of a science book. I promise you. Starting the... from the beginning. Like, from the top. I, what, I, yeah. what I love about is the origins of this. Because, what, because there are so many different... <laughs> there are so many different places where you can start with this. There's... And I think most people are alerted to this by imagery, can we say. But yes. we're going to start... At the boring end, and we'll get to the imagery later. Yeah, for sure. Because I like... But I don't think there is a boring end. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. They're, one of the first questions that I sent to you, because because of your accent, I just assume you know how to pronounce place names in America. No, it's hard for me. I have, I I have a harder time saying things. I know. but I'm Practically disabled. It's based in El Cajon. I looked it up. But the ma- the two main people of this cult mm-hmm. could not have more pedestrian grandma and granddad names. Yeah. And I love them. It's The cult was originally headed up by Ernest and Ruth Norman. Yeah. They are very, like, white bread names. Like, if you met a Ruth Ugh. Norman, you'd be like, okay, she owns a pitchfork. <laughs> like, oh. Her top five belongings, like, one of them would be, like, pitchfork. One of them would be, a like, bucket. a ceramic cat. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. like a and like a doilies, and he would have three combs, but they'd be for like different occasions. But the crazy thing is that like this particular Ernest and Ruth Norman, are like the exact opposite of that. And instead of like, yes, instead of any of that, they were like, "Oh, I'm Jesus." <laughs> <gasps> You're jumping ahead. How dare you? Oh my god! But Ernest was an electrical engineer, a scientist, a poet, and a clairvoyant. I am so sick of hearing those things all together. Yeah, just like ugh, another one of those. Yeah, he's a he's a slasher. But also the thing is that like the more that I <laughs> the more that I looked into these people, the more that I was like, "Oh, okay, I don't believe you." Like <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, but like, no, you are. Welcome aren't. to this podcast about cults. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like the first thing that I heard Ruth, which I'm not going to call her Ruth for much longer, but yeah. the first thing that I heard her say was she was like, um, well, I've had contact with other planets. And I was like, oh, no, you no, haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> and also that she was a very gifted child and she could heal people when for she sure. was seven. No, you no. couldn't. And also I learned that Ernest, he, you know, with his... Electrical engineer, scientist bit. He was like, oh, self-taught. Yeah. So his followers called him doctor, as in doctor of electrical engineering. And it was at best an honorary title. Yeah, for sure. And also there was the stories of him as like a young child. Like um, uh, the one that I read was like he moved like a rabbit hutch or something at a young age, like a heavy rabbit hutch. He moved that (laughs) to prove his like mysticism. And it's like, what? I'm like... It doesn't make sense to me that, like, somebody would be, like, this, you know, like, Jesus is turning water into wine, and then this guy, like, moved a moved rabbit hutch. Moved a rabbit hutch. This, once, when I was managing a, a music store, and some guy that had never, he was only just old enough to apply for a job, 
And so most of his resume was about how he helped his father build a gazebo in the backyard. And it was like planning, technical specifications. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's like project management, I guess. I mean, but it's it was like, no rabbit hutch. Yeah, it's no rabbit hutch, which is a like feat of mysticism. Because it was like he used... Um, Oh, he used some principles of something to, like, help him move this heavy hutch. And it's like, first of all, like, huh? And, like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I just got an image of him in jail. Like, what are you in for? No, that's not the right analogy. <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, murder. And he's like, well, I moved a rabbit hutch. And they're like, whoa. And then he's like the big dog in the house. Except he never went to jail. What brings you to NASA today, <laughs> Ernest? Well... For starters, I moved a rabbit hutch. I think you'll see oh my, my rabbit hutch. <laughs> he walks in with the rabbit hutch trailing behind yeah, him on a Yeah, and they're like, damn, that looks heavy. And he's like, yes, but I'm like a genius. And, yeah. But, but like it worked for him. Yes. Although he wasn't the charismatic part of the partnership. Anyway, no. so Ernest and Ruth met each other at a clairvoyant conference yep. thing. A psychic conference because I think because um, he was working as like a clairvoyant, and yeah. she had kind of wanted to get into that. Yes, and he apparently was. Uh, this was 1954, so he was quite popular with World War Two widows, where he'd just get in touch with their dead husbands and go, "He's doing great." There's there's some reports that they got married within two weeks, but apparently his divorce from his previous wife. Took a while, and she might have still been married when they first met. Yeah, because he was, she was her married fourth husband. Yeah, she was married four times. Oh, you, you go, girl. Oh yeah. Oh fuck! I really, I made a pact with myself that I wouldn't say, "You go, oh, girl." No, that's a lie. So, like, we'll do a bit of a timeline, and then we'll just get into what they actually yeah, believed and stuff. But once they got married, for the next seventeen years, they just pretty much wrote books and. Spread the word, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing that is still, like, baffles me is how prolific they were at churning out media. And we'll get to this in the beliefs as to why they were so prolific and stuff. But because they wrote so many things and nothing seemed to follow on from the previous thing, it was just all new stories, you can't summarise succinctly any of these stories no. they're all over the place Straight they're relentless uh-uh. and they're we might as well bring in the second bit of music as well because right from the outset this was bonkers Proper, proper bonkers. in 1971 this sounds like an end matt but it's not its beginning. In yeah. 1971, Ernest, inverted commas, died. Right. But, like, obviously we know that he didn't die. He transitioned yeah. to the next plane. Mm-hmm. It. I agree. Plane it. Plane it. Plane Plane it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. And this is when it actually, like, this is when I feel like this all takes off. Oh, my God. It's when... <laughs> Heavy was the heart that, like, dragged Ernest around because then... Like, shit got real. As soon as he died, uh, according to Ruth, he passed his channel ship because he had actually been channeling aliens. Mm -hmm. He passed the channel ship onto her and she 
took, I think it's fair to say, she took it and ran with it. <laughs> she said, let's inject some pizzazz into this bitch. Yeah, she was like, what if this channel was like a multi-channel network? Like, uh, let's just... This is the point at which the entire UFO cult world clutched their pearls and did Tyra levels of yeah. sass clicking. Because she, she claimed that she was an... Archangel. Archangel. Arch Archangel. <laughs> in the she claimed that she was in the Archie. She was the, she was Archie. <laughs> yeah. She was Betty. She was Veronica. She was so many people. Yeah. No, what she called herself Uriel, which is hard for me because Unarius and Uriel is too close for me. <laughs> the, but they're also right next to each other on the chemist shelf. <laughs> <laughs> when it's burning, get some Uriel. Um <laughs> Because the whole, the basic premise that they had kind of been running with was like, like cosmic energy, good and bad energy. Like, obviously you want more good energy, but most people are weighed down by it's bad energy. very complicated. And then like, um, what's it called when you come back to life? Reincarnation. Reincarnation. Yeah. That was a huge thing for them. But because of all the bad energy, we forget our... I'm so bored. No, no, it's so good. <laughs> because then all of a sudden she's like, so anyway, I'm this like prince of angels. Like I just figured it out. Like Ernest is gone, but like somehow it, it turned then out. Then she realizes that she has always been. She's always been The Uriel. goddamn queen. She's been, yeah. Like she is the most important person in the universe. And she was and like, whoa. It was at this point. So husband's, husband and sort of leader of the cult dead. Mm. And it's at this time where she went, wait a second. Yeah. I have always been this mystical being. As humbly as she could. It's time to start goddamn acting like one. Yeah. Because this is what I've this is what I really tried to nail down when I was looking into this. And it was like who they thought they were. And Ernest. They, they claimed was Jesus. They didn't think Jesus was any kind of God figure. He was just like a scientist. And then... Science comes into this a lot, but oh, not, not not science not like, as you're used to it. Yeah, not like science. science Matt science. is doing inverted commas. Oh, with, yeah, this is audio. But you do rabbit ear inverted commas. How do you do them? Like a little closer together. Oh, all right. Well, I like drama. <laughs> These are just a few of who I found that Ruth claimed to be. Confucius, Mona Lisa... <gasps> The goddess, the Egyptian goddess Isis. Yes. And Poseidon. I, I got. Like, pick a mythology? <laughs> no, but that's the whole, that's the whole point, Matt. They are all things. All mythologies are represented across all planets. Yeah. Around the universe. For sure. I got, wait, let me find my thing. So she was Mary Magdalene, except she was Mary of Bethany, I think. Great. I, yeah. Fine. Oh, I get it because, and also that's the Jesus reference and that's why they were like together. Yes. So that's why, so they were, throughout the ages, they were boy and girlf. Mary Magdalene, she was also Queen Elizabeth and Socrates. And my favorite is one from the planet Atlantis. She was the peacock princess of Atlantis. Hang on, so is Atlantis a Not the a underwater... S- yeah, Atlantis oh, okay. is a planet. Because they mentioned Atlantis a lot, and I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, but Atlantis is a planet because... And stop me if I'm going too fast. Everything is made up. 
Yeah, and that's what I began to realize at the very beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I like it's it's kind of endearing because what I love about Uriel mm. is that <laughs> she genuinely was just like, um, I was all these important people, and then all these people were like, that checks out to me. Like, Cause, yeah, because <laughs> I know that it's almost a trope to say that anyone that re- believes in reincarnation, they're never just princess nobody from dump town yeah they're always famous people and it's like someone has to be just the shopkeeper yeah and uh, i mean i really respect shopkeepers can i just say great thank you there so i was watching a few like videos which we'll get into but one of them was just this interview with this woman and she was like um, well, in World War Two, I was a French prostitute and I was like banging this German soldier to like save my skin. But then the French found out and they threw me out on the street and they shaved my head. And that's why I don't like crowds. <laughs> <laughs> and then this guy was like, when I was born, I had trouble with my legs and it was because I was a World War Two pilot. Oh. And like I had an accident where my legs were crushed and that's why I was born with like troubled legs. And I was like. Okay, that's interesting to me because Ruth, when she picks a person, she's like, um, hey guys, have you heard of Meryl Streep? Because I was her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> she just like shoots from the top and she's like, and she's like, oh my God, it's crazy. Like, oh, I'm Imagine- the most important person in the universe. And everyone was like, yeah, no one claimed that yet. Fucking reincarnation. Imagine, well, I was Mick Jagger. Yeah. Oh no, he's still alive. Well, no. I'm so Is bad he? at this game. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was Princess Charlotte. She's, yeah. <laughs> She's still kicking as well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, if I walked into a room and I was like, um, oh, you know, uh, it, I just I just found out that I was uh, Henry VIII. Right. And somebody was like, oh, well, I was God himself. <laughs> and it's like, damn, I should have gone for God. Damn it. And that's, like, that's what's so baffling to me about this is that just, like, just Ruth just kept collecting all these personas and she was like Oh yeah, I was them too. Oh yeah, I was I, that I was also them. them and then she's like she's like, by the way, like that's why I'm so wise and that's why I'm 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 so good at this and everyone around her was like, Yeah. This is why I think we should get onto their beliefs because there's a whole lot of good shit there. It's so good. And I did have a thought about when all the members of One Direction are dead people will start saying that they're the reincarnation of members of One Direction. Ooh, I want to be Zane. I only know Zane and the other one. Well, I already got Zane, so you're the other one. <laughs> will. Will, yeah, it's Will. <laughs> Harry! <laughs> you got Will. Oh, my God. You're their best friend, Will. Will and Harry are the princes. Yeah. Clearly, I'm a monarchist. They're also, like, British men names like <laughs> oh BMNs yeah <laughs> I had BMNs once but I, I just had to wear absorbent pants then you took some Uriel and you were fine <laughs> alright back on track. okay the beliefs of Unarius and I actually wrote this down like I could have just taken a photo of it but I wrote it word for word but it's like this is the kind of stuff oh, that you I just did handwritten notes yeah um, actually, like, in a past life, I was Helen Keller, so I only know how to handwrite. Um, <laughs> which is true, because you didn't claim her yet. Um, no, she, did, she mostly did just Morse code. Oh, no! <laughs> I, I have to go. <laughs> um, 
okay it's like this is a this is just another example of like just like she's just like a liar but everybody's just like cool um, but it's like in 1973, Norman recounted an experience in which she spiritually married the archangel Mikael at a lavishly decorated temple on another planet. The event was said to have culminated with her being crowned Queen of Angels, Uriel. Oh, Queen of Angels. Yeah. Ink. And she's just like, she's just like wakes up and she's like, oh my God, you guys, I had like this crazy trip where I just like got crowned like Queen of Archangels. And they're like, Oh my god, congrats. Okay. <laughs> what do you give as a gift for that? Do you have a Queen of Angels shower? I think year one is like paper. Yeah. Year two is It's a dress with planets on yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and three is the blood of everybody. Yeah. No, and that's the best thing about this cult is that like no one has to do that. No one has to give blood at all. No. They just have to like be so lost and And, dumb. And cry a bit. And cry a lot. Okay, in a little bit when I tell you just said that she married Archangel Mikiel or Mikiel. Michael. They were bad spellers. Uh, in a very short while I'll be telling you who that you who that was. Okay, cool, because I don't know who that was. You're gonna freak out. Well you probably won't. Uh, like the Dalai Lama or something? No, no, you just wait. All right. Uh, what a sizzle. So they also, just finishing off the timeline bit, so they bought property in uh, El Cajon, mm-hmm. and, which is just outside San Diego, and also some other property which is reserved to welcome the Space Brothers. Uh-huh. So when Ernest died, he told Ruth to go out and buy a plot of land in the desert, which is where... It's 30, for aliens to land. It is for 33 spaceships to land and build a city. 32, because Earth is one of the 33 planets. Mm-mm, there's going to be 33 ships. Really? Uh-huh. I, I watched... Oh, there were battling things. Are we having... This no, no, is no. worse than ours. You our... are correct. Earth is the 33rd. <laughs> but I believe what happens is, like, a messenger oh, ship there's comes. there's a messenger scout ship. ship. Which lands, and then the other ones come. Because I had to work this out, because she had interviews where she was like... 32, 32, 32, 33. And I was like, hang oh, on. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. Her story changes a bit. Because we don't have a UFO. No. We've got the... The UFOs are all sort of like coits and we're like the stick that the coits are thrown on. Yep. Great. <laughs> got nothing Great. to add there. <laughs> that's the end of the party game section. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to the them landing. But I did copy and paste a fact that I was going to leave to random facts, but apparently when all the aliens come here, uh, Ruth presumed that confederation leaders, so all the leaders of the other planets, would take her on a world tour just after their arrival, like they'd take her around this world. Yeah. So she bought herself a new wardrobe in (gasps) preparation for that. Because this is something we haven't, re- or like we've alluded to, but we haven't really touched on. But it is vital and key to, I think, what what you and I are obsessed with. Lady had a wardrobe. Like, lady served you a look <laughs> literally every single time she got out of bed. I have a quote later that is just, it's. I nearly cried for joy when I saw it today. But I'll bring it in at the end because okay. it could not sum up later life Ruth Norman better. It's just, this is a woman who had like humble beginnings and then later in her life spent the entirety of it in the most incredible pantomime costume. But still sort of 
stayed humble, even though she was calling herself queen of everything. Literally, that is and even the opposite of being of humble. <laughs> yeah, I she know. was prince of angels, prince of the universe. But she didn't. She wielded her power for good. Yes, kinda. It was nice. Anyway, she opened the U- Unarius Academy of Science, which is kind of a shop front on a shitty corner on a highway. A, on a highway, opposite a drug rehab center. Um, Which makes sense. But this is the most amazing building. Basically, they're waiting for these ships to land. Yeah, and meanwhile, they're teaching everyone how to evolve to um, so the Earth is ready to receive, yeah. which is a little bit Heaven's gate but much more benign. Because the, the whole thing was, and I really liked this, was that they were like, the ships aren't going to land until literally, like, literally everyone on Earth is on board. And once they are... All these ships are going to land and then we're going to evolve. Everyone's happy forever. We're going to be able to learn all these great things. Each ship is going to teach us different things. It's going to be great. And we've just got to wait until everyone gets on board. Yes. And so in the meantime, they opened other Unarius centers in, and I like how these are listed, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Toronto, Vancouver, England, New Zealand, Nigeria, and Poland. Yeah. It's important to get Poland on board. It's important to get Poland, yeah. That's, um, that's actually my catchphrase. I'm like, have we got Poland? It's important to get Poland. Absolutely. And to close off the timeline, I love that uh, Ruth slash Uriel was born in 1900 because she died in 1993 at 93. Oh, my God. I just like that. Why didn't you say that for fun facts? Because I have some other fun facts. Oh, okay, shit. Uh and so after Ruth died, a guy called Dr. Charles, Dr. Charles Spiegel, I'm not sure if he's a real doctor either, <laughs> um, he took over and he joined in 1960. Um, he wrote about 30 of the Unarius books because there's a shitload of Unarius books. so many books. And one of his best known is called I Bonaparte mm. because it's about the time when he was Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Yeah. Very famous shopkeeper. Yeah. He's interesting. Can we talk about him now? Yeah, I don't know a lot about him. Oh, girl, settle <laughs> in. Because what's really interesting is, and I'm, I'm genuinely, I genuinely love this, is that like with Ruth, she's all these kind of like powerful figures that are also kind of like she can make them good. So like, you know, like regardless of how you see Poseidon, she'll be like, I'm king of the oceans. Like I, I give made you Poseidon life. Sassy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then with with Charles, they were like. Apparently she looked oh, at him he was one day. Lucifer. Yes. So apparently one day she looked at him and she was like, "Do you know who you were?" And he was like, "Not," nah, because obviously it's not real. And <laughs> she was like, "Uh, you were Lucifer. Like you were the fallen angel." And he That's was right. like, "She always made him the bad guy." And then he was Napoleon as well. And he sh- and she was like drawing that out of him. Like it, it quote unquote took a lot of convincing. And like at the end of the day, it's like he was like, "Oh wow!" Like I had to come to terms with all these things. And and then they kind of like passed the buck onto him because he was probably like the only one that was like really invested. Yeah. But also he was getting these big name characters added to his repartee. And I like your whole the only one that was really invested. Ruth always told the media that there were tens, sometimes hundreds of thousands of Unarius members when there were probably at their peak maybe 60. Yeah. Mm. Which is part of... Yeah, she spoke to the media in the same way she dresses. Yeah, which was loudly. Exaggerated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Charles actually got really good at this because what he would say was, like, 
uh, he would be like, yeah, we've got like X amount of like members slash people who have visited the center slash visits to our website. And right. it's like, that's not the same category of oh, thing. In that case, <laughs> Zealot has 900 million <laughs> listeners. Like genuinely like just throwing out different things. And it's like, okay, Charles, like cool. And yeah. But like as Napoleon would, you do so you it makes Charles sense. slash Napoleon. Lucifer, yeah, yeah. Whichever you want to be today. <laughs> oh, Napoleon Lucifer. But he took what the reins, combo. but but also what is so interesting about this cult, like where other ones like Heaven's Gate, they have these really like terrible endings. With this, it was kind of like Ruth slash Uriel, you know, passed on to the next realm. Yeah. And then you people... don't die in Unarius, you just transition mm. to another planet. And then people were like, huh, I'm good, I'm out. Like, and then membership numbers dwindled. But then, but it's still going today. But it's still going but it's kind of like... Wait, do the maths. What's 93? 2018 minus 93. I don't Just do heaps. Math. Just lots. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just kind Can of someone, love Okay, that, like, someone email zealotpodcast at gmail.com with how many years that is. Thank you. And like CC me in, but also like don't because I'm just like, don't love math. <laughs> I'll forward you. I'll forward you the response. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Beliefs. We're at the beliefs section. Every human is psychic. That's one of the big ones. I have a quote from the Unarius website. P.S. Unarius has a website, a Facebook page, and a YouTube channel. That's what, yeah, that's what blows my mind. Do not click through to the YouTube channel oh, if you have things to do today. Too late. <laughs> my YouTube is now just kind of like, it's, 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 plant watering videos and it's unarius videos i know if i type if i yeah. type frittata recipe into google it says do you mean unarius sea creature video oh okay i haven't seen that one no i looked for it actually and i couldn't find it which is why i relentlessly googled it oh, it's referred it. to in a lot of articles but i really want to see it yeah because they use like piping as tentacles well hang on hang on we're Who getting hasn't too far used piping as tentacles i ask you uh we're getting uh, ahead of ourselves because we want to talk about videos later and okay. we have a lot to talk about with that okay i have a quote from the unarius website about humans being just by nature psychic it's just that we're not switched we're not tuned into that mm -hmm. ability we need to be trained to use that ability and it says the study of the interdimensional principles quickens and enhances this psychic quality that lies stagnant or dormant within the earthians it's like okay we already have it we're earthlings or we're humans yeah like well, you don't need to do the whole earthians you don't have to make up everything but also they called it earth world <laughs> and it's like just call it Earth. Where all the Ians are. Yeah, just call it Earth. Yeah. Where all the Ians are. Actually, I know like three Ians. Ians aren't always good people. I've never met a bad Ian. Have you met a good Wayne? Yes. Okay. And the, it continues. Until one becomes aware of his or her inner or psychic self, they are functioning only at half-mast. Still half asleep <laughs> with psychic amnesia. Half-mast. I have psychic amnesia, Matt. Okay, this is also, also probably actual amnesia. The more that I got into this, the more that I was like, I could really get into this. Like, I could really become a unarian. And I think that's what a lot of people do because they do lots of lectures and things. Uh, yeah. Later. Yeah, where were we? Okay, so humans are psychic. Tenet one. Tenet two, past lives. I've got another quote from the website because that's what I do. If you have wondered why you hold such a resentment or dislike for someone, 
or why you periodically take on some minor physical problem? The answers lie in your own past, the former lifetimes you have lived on this or some other world. Or Matt, dare I say, a virus or bacteria. Or just like someone's a dick and you hate them and it's like, so what? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, it's because they were in a past life and you guys were connected. It's like, no, sometimes people are just dicks. Yes, and I have a couple <laughs> of things. Does that mean... How can you tell the difference between the problems in your current life that are caused by past lives and the problems in your current life that are caused by your current life? No, but that's what they're saying. It's like everything in your life is is caused by your past lives. And it's like, actually, I think that like... Well, then you had... if you had, So you had problems in your past lives, but none in this one? No. So they're saying like, if you've got a problem now, it's because your past life, like something happened. But like... But, so even okay. ailments though that kills me yeah because why are we getting vaccinated because okay i could talk for quite a while Just i don't want to get into that. that keep doing because it. it gives you autism uh <laughs> <laughs> shout out shelly no uh, <laughs> because uh, like a huge premise is this whole idea of cosmic energy which is where they like fake this is where they like start bringing in fake science there's a lot of stuff about like tesla yeah. and stuff that we'll get into when I can't, I, I can't like i don't know i can and i can't wait i was like elon musk no uh but the other thing that they talk about is like cosmic energy or whatever spiritual energy and they talk about how like bad energy clouds like our brains and our minds and it leads to illness mm-hmm. and like the reason why we can't remember our past lives is because we're so clouded by like negative energy and also like and because there weren't any (laughs) (laughs) see but that's your negative Uh cosmic energy yeah that's probably because i killed jesus in a past life i don't think you were that important i think you were like (laughs) (laughs) i ripped someone off in my shop yeah exactly you were like a snail that like got fucked by another snail on the same hill that jesus died but it was like three years later wouldn't that make me champion snail Imagine that, having that story to tell. Yeah, you're like king of the snails, but also like... See where... See that bit... Oh, no. He was born in Bethlehem. Wasn't he born in Nazareth? I'm pretty sure Jesus was born in Bethlehem. No, Every he's called Christmas Jesus of Carol. Nazareth. Yeah, but I think that's where he hung out. Yeah, you're right. He was born in Bethlehem. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thanks, babe. Um... Yeah, the whole, like, negative energy thing is, like, really sus because it it is basically just, like, writing off any kind of... Having to deal with anything in your real life. Yeah. They just wrote it off and they were like, it's your bad juju. Yeah, if you've got a headache, it's because you did something bad in a past life. But some... Okay, this is... They didn't technically kill anyone. This is a fairly good cult as far as cults go, but some people, for example, gave up their tradition additional medicine treatments for cancer because they figured, ah, oh, all I have to do is absolve the stuff I did in a past life. Yeah, and also they believed that um, Uriel had healing powers. Yeah. Because she told them. <laughs> she told them. Yeah, and they loved believing it her. It should have just been called the because she says so cult. Yeah, because it, that's literally what these the, – yeah. the whole beliefs was just like she would say some random crap and they'd be like, sounds good. Yeah. So yeah, there were people they that were would. Okay, cool. They would just like not get treatment for their cancer because they was like, "It's cool. I'm just gonna get my like past life sorted out." Yeah, it's so much easier than line, lining up at cancer. the chemist. <laughs> oh! Yeah, I like Matt just had went to the hospital. Cancer. Yeah, <gasps> and like 
my I was probably terrible in my past lives. I'm terrible in this life. Look, I just know go I, to a doctor. I'm fine now. Go to a doctor. I know I Facebook messaged you, which yeah, is thank the you so much for that. Ultimate by the way. that compliment. really meant a lot to me. Way better than eg visiting you or like sending me a roast chicken. Oh my god, that's you've just started a business. What cancer chickens? <laughs> okay, in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. We need sending, to workshop the name. You're right. Sending people roast chickens is a really good idea. Is a really good idea. And B, I didn't say A, but you get it. <laughs> B, there's a fictional T-shirt for every episode of this podcast, and I think so far the winning fictional T-shirt for this episode is cancer chickens. Yeah, which is like also something that I can say. Because you had cancer. Because I had it. But this is the thing. It's, like, so crazy to me that these people were, like, like, they just looked at fact in the face. And they were, like, but this woman. They were, like, no thanks. This woman in a beautiful hoop dress with planets on it is telling me otherwise. And I'm probably just going to believe her. And that just speaks but to don't, me. Yeah, don't you want to believe her? I mean, I do believe her. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But also maybe because I am her. Didn't she die in 88? 93. Oh, at 93. One of the ways, and this was one of the ways that they got people in and got people to stay because people join cults because it improves their lives. Mm-hmm. And this past life theory led to psychodrama therapy, oh a thing God. called psychodrama therapy, which just listen to that phrase. There is no way that is not excellent. It's so good. It's so good. So basically, I'll give you the nutshell version now. People would act out scenes that they believe were the cause of conflict in past lives. And might I add, past lives on other planets. For sure, yeah. And also on this planet, but just like many, many, many... They could just happen Many, anyway. many years ago. It was basically like a very shit improv club. Yeah, basically Star Wars, Star Trek... And the rest were just documentaries. Completely improvised because they would not write scripts. They would just put costumes on and then they would be like, I'm this character. Getting ahead. We've got to go back to that later. And we've touched on this as well. And this is, I think, one of the last beliefs. But the basic premise of the Interplanetary Confederation. Yeah. This is huge and insane. The Space Brothers. Basically, there are... Benevolent and cooperative aliens throughout the universe Mm -hmm. called the Space Brothers. And I read that you could be a female space brother. It's not sexist, but they just that's the collective term. And everyone's psychic and they're on this higher level of evolution and you can get to their level of evolution by being psychic and opening yourself and learning things at the Unarius Science Academy. And it's all leading up to a big event Yep. that you alluded to, which is... Is that when they land here? Yes. Yeah, because we're the 33rd planet, right? We're the 33rd planet. Also, can I just add that most of these planets, and you might recognise the theme here, are made up. Um, straight up made up. Straight and also, up like, there's up. no... Like, it's not even... They're not even trying to hide it. Like, some of them are called, like... Lumeria. Vixel... Basis, Callium, 
Dolly. It's like there I are think real they're planet all programming names. protocols. There are they are there are literal planet names out there you could have just used used because they're planets. The, the other one that's so crazy to me though is that like Mars is one that they are really big <laughs> into. So it's like Mars, and then it's like. Mars and then shake up Scrabble tiles in a Valenza. Bag. Valenza. Yeah. That's not. That's a bacterial. Glennis. Strain. That's that's <laughs> that's an old woman in like in Utah. Yeah. Glennis is a woman's name. So in a nutshell, there's going to be spaceships from these planets. Yep. And we will have built a big tower, and all these spaceships will land on this tower. Well, no, all all thirty all thirty three spaceships will land, and they will create. And this is also where it gets a bit fuzzy, but they will create a tower, but it won't be a tower. It'll be a city. And in every ship, there'll be a thousand, a thousand aliens, quote unquote aliens, but she doesn't call them aliens. She calls them beloved, educated brothers, right. something like that. And then you can, anyone on earth can go there and learn how to evolve. You can. Yes. And in every spaceship, there'll be like different lessons. So there'll be like 33 different lessons, which by the way is like too many lessons. That's a lot of lessons. So many lessons. That's certainly more than I remembered for my high school certificate. But the other thing about this is that like, so where the Bible has those kind of like allegories of like Jonah and the whale and Noah and that kind of Mm. stuff, Uriel would have these like psychic moments where she would visit these other planets and she would meet these characters and she would have similar like she would have these like amazing Condos. yeah these amazing just like chats with them right and like one of Rapping them happen with uriel and the space brothers yeah okay this is what everyone needs to understand about the theories of unarius they are convoluted they are countless yep so many and they don't make sense and all the names are so bad oh they're so bad yeah let's move on uh i'm obsessed with them though because like every single time it's like this one woman named Ruth is Ruth. always the like key character saving everyone. She's the guiding light. Ah, oh, totally. And everyone bought into it. Well, not everyone. Like I did. A, a, yeah, true. That's that's absolutely true. There's still hundreds of millions of people that didn't. But uh, and that's why the ships haven't landed yet. So. Uriel predicted a lot of times that oh these God. people would arrive. Oh, no. I, I, this makes me sad. 1974, mm-hmm. 1975, 1977, 1984, 2001, I think. 2001 was the big one. The big one. And these are the times that she predicted either the scout ship checking if Earth was ready would arrive or all 33 would arrive and she kept warning and preparing and buying new wardrobes. <laughs> And whenever they didn't come true, A, a a handful of people would leave. Yes. But a bunch of people, they would get all this publicity. More press. And more people would join. But also, she would blame her inaccurate predictions on the fact that, oh, past life trauma. This was just a past life trauma, like, surfacing itself. And it was telling me that this was... Let's just blame things on past life trauma. And that's the thing. Jennifer Watts. It's past, past life, life trauma. trauma. And that, that's what you were saying. It was like, they just give Pick away ups. all culpability. Past life trauma. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Being afraid of crowds. Having <laughs> a gammy leg. Now, I love this part because of what it leads into. Apparently, there are four levels of evolution that you can reach. 
And there's that, can you please be impressed at the fact that I don't need to refer to my notes for this? Yeah, because I don't know them off my heart There's at all. the terrestrial, the lowest level. There's the astral. There's the celestial. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> and then there's the super celestial. Now, the super celestial level, what, what do you have on your mind? Super celestial? Uh, I'll have the soup. <laughs> Thank you so much for pausing for that. Uh, continue. <laughs> so this <laughs> super celestial is where the, the archangels, the incredibly advanced hang out. Currently, there's only four people in the celest- super celestial level. Do you want to know who, know who they are? I'm guessing one of them's Uriel. Amazing. One of them's Uriel. Who is Ruth Norman? Ruth. One of them is Raphael Ernest Norman. Yep. One of them is Muriel, Ruth's dead sister. No, I didn't know this. And the fourth one is, you might recognize this name from earlier in the podcast, Mikkel, 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 Michael, whatever. Who she married in that beautiful temple, in that beautiful ceremony that definitely happened. That's right. And the real identity of Mikkel is Nikola Tesla, pioneering no. scientist in alternate, alternating current technology. Oh my God, I didn't know this. Unarius had the most incredible boner for Tesla. Yeah, they did. And I think it's because Ernest was an electrical engineer. For sure. Uh, self-taught. Um, <laughs> so, Doctor. <laughs> okay, so I was looking up Tesla and I just want to sidebar a bit. So, like, he helped pioneer alternating current and he was really interested in dynamos, and, you know, like like ourselves. Yeah, same. Um, I'm, like, mad for a dynamo. They sort of... I think he had a lot of... He had a lot of theories and wrote a lot of stuff down. He, he worked for 20 hours a day um, about free energy. Yeah, he wanted to create these, like, huge pylons that would that would tesla tower tesla yeah which would no like mm. is the right yeah founded theory yeah and so they loved that it was like oh we're gonna get free electricity it's yep. fine but in reading about tesla because i take my research very seriously uh in his later life he just lived in a lot of new york hotels and just skipped out without paying but in his hotel rooms they would find a whole lot of pigeon shit because he would feed the pigeons out his window. And there was one pigeon in particular that was pure white and would come and visit him every day. He would just think about this pigeon and it would arrive. And he felt like he was married to this pigeon. He was like, this is as, as true and beautiful a relationship as I could have with a woman. If you're about to tell me what I think you're about to tell <laughs> no, me. No, I'm not. No, that's the end of it. Oh, I think you were going to say that Ruth was the pigeon. And I was going <laughs> to literally just like run oh, out of this room. I you were going to say, are you about to tell me that he, he fucked, fucked the pigeon? That Nikola Tesla fucked a pigeon. I mean, I believe that. Isn't that a great... Oh my God. I'm sorry. That's, that's now the, the t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> Nikola Tesla fucked a pigeon. I, I'm going to buy three of them. Um, I... It, there was also something that I was reading and then they were just casually like, they were really obsessed with Tesla and also his like kill beams. And I was like, oh yeah. And I kept skimming. And then I was like, should I go back and figure out what that was? And research kill beams? Didn't. No, <laughs> I didn't. 
Uh, so, like, the, a giant Tesla tower will be the source of the Earth's power in the future. And also, also I just it was... wrapped. <laughs> but. But wasn't it also going to be partly a um, communication between planets? Like, they were all going to have these, like, towers and. Look. There was maybe... something. And I was just kind of like, oh, like, is this why you've put science in your name? Like. The this important isn't thing, though, is that Ruth believed because Ruth didn't just channel aliens; she also channeled important people that mm-hmm. were dead. She channeled Einstein, yeah, of course, she did, and she channeled Nikola Tesla from his new home in outer space. Yes, because he does live in outer space now. Yeah, he transitioned. I want to talk about El Cajon headquarters. Mm. There's pictures all over the internet of this place, and it's incredible because i should say one of the beliefs is that they believe in this guided creativity Mm -hmm. so they think that mozart was guided by space brothers Mm -hmm. all of the amazing people like all of the big artists they're just channeling the space brothers channeling aliens yeah so the the unarians really are really into doing paintings, music, drawings, all sorts of creative works. They're really up their own asses, though. That aren't are just, they? but that, no, but it's not them doing it. It's almost selfless. It's yeah. not them doing it. They're just conduits of aliens. And can I just say that, as far as paintings and drawings go, that these people are channel- channeling some incredibly mediocre artists. <gasps> These are, you know, your first year of secondary school. Mm-hmm. The paintings you did then? Yep. Way better. Yeah. Also, wait, oh, we'll talk about Jodie Willie later, but she did um, a documentary about these guys. And the closing credits of this documentary short is the Unarius Choir. Oh. It's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. It's just like, it's like uh, most of these paintings look like if, a, if a talented artist was like, what if I did a lot of drugs and then tried to paint? Or what if I do an ironic unicorn dolphin period, but just paint Ruth Norman? Yeah. Or it's like, or it's like, what if I, what if I thought about what a Wolfman robot looked like being sad? And oh, also, who doesn't think that all the time? Also, his like son committed suicide and made a wizard sad. <laughs> And this is all in the same painting. Yes. So do yourself a favor and Google Unarius art. Yeah. And then just, I don't know, waste the rest of your life. Because so much of this is made up that they were like, we're going to need to like illustrate a lot of this. I think you're understating it. Yeah. All of this is made up. What? No. I mean like some, you know, like smidge. And they believe that uh, aliens are trying to send us um, these messages through this art. And the message is, you have no artistic talent. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so mean. (laughs) But I love, but this, it all comes from a beautiful place because we love these guys. I'm obsessed. I'm literally obsessed. And like, they seem so sweet and so damaged. But also, if you want to go and do some art workshops... You can. I did, actually. I went to one of those, like, paint and sip No, but you can do a Unarius one. And if you're not... If you don't have $15 to go and attend one of their workshops, they will stream it for you online. Are you kidding? I'm serious. 
I've written down some stuff. Oh, but also the the building that you would go to for this. It's head Unarius HQ. It's a shop front in El Cajon. There's murals on every wall. Yeah. Uriel had a gold wicker throne yep. decorated with peacock feathers. peacock feathers. There's fake busts, there's columns. There's an entire plastic pretend confederate city yep it's glorious there are some of her outfits pinned to the wall there are and there's portraits of her and Ernest. no one's noticing Ernest. Nope. bless him all over the place and i and sometimes on special occasions there's people in pretty much star trek outfits playing bugles and i love it oh my God, the bugle players. Yeah. I mean, they're not even bugles. They're like those long, oldie-timey trumpets that they played in like medieval times. Yeah, bugles. That's not bugles. Just long bugles. Long bugles. Long okay, bugles, that's LBs. the technical term. Yeah, yeah that's right. But, but also, they're not playing them. No. It's just coming they're out of speakers. Going... Like it's Yeah, it's like a really long kazoo, but they're just playing music <laughs> out of speakers. And these women looking like, um, like Star Trek air hostesses and pretending to play them. Oh, mate. You, so you go to this beautiful place with long bugles. Yes. And you can learn how to evolve and how to get in touch with mm-hmm. all of they this They do heaps stuff. of sermons, like four-hour classes. Yeah. So you can attend or you can be a home study student by buying books. And there are so many books. There's so many books. So many books. And oh I want to address God. the title soon. And watching videos. Uh. Past life therapy classes, and that's the core stuff. They're mm-hmm. held on Sundays and Wednesdays, and they're fifteen dollars each. I'll see you uh, there, and they're uh, streamed. And then there's a creativity wor- uh, workshop, and I looked this up on their website. And a quote: "You can expand your psychic vision, have some fun materializing your inspiration with alcohol inks applied to plexiglass, which will allow the light to shine through your creation." And I have seen some of these. <laughs> and they oh are God. fine. <laughs> also, you used to be an art teacher, so like... Yeah. No, but I, so I've seen high school stuff before. And also the $15 includes all materials. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, so there's more than 125 books uh, dictated psychically by advanced intelligent beings on other planets. It's great. Can we talk about some of the titles of the books and videos? Yeah, because we, we've we touched on the videos, but I think you and I are both really saving that up because it's like... And we're nearly there too, which is really exciting. Yeah. But there's Martians, underground cities discovered. Well, I mean, that's because they think that um, on Mars, everyone's living... Underground. underground. That's why we can't find them. Because there was a solar flare and the Martians moved because they were so psychic that they knew the solar flare was coming so they moved underground and that's why they are like the canals. I know this because this is my favourite part because um, <laughs> there was like this interview with this woman and she was like, like, I don't know if you've seen photos of Mars but there are all these canals and that's because that's how they have these tubes running through. Who hasn't through. seen photos of Mars? And, and then this guy was like, narrating and he was like also like those canals have been like thoroughly disproved (laughs) (laughs) i feel fairly certain that the flares and canals in their video martians underground cities discovered are just they've got to be based on fact (laughs) no i think they're color corrected vision of some of those fountains in las vegas no i'm not sure no i think they do everything these are not low 
They go on location on Mars. These, uh, yeah. Their effects are incredible. So good. Yeah. So good. There's others. Some of these are books. Some of these are videos. There's Journey Through through the Crystal Cities. That's got some of the best costuming ever. Um, <laughs> the Decline and Destruction of the Orion Empire. I don't know. I just feel like they've borrowed that title from something else. Nope. No idea what you're talking nope. about. Nope. Nothing. Okay. Nothing's coming to uh, mind. Rainbow Bridge to the Inner Worlds, mm-hmm. which just sounds like a fancy name for a perineum. That is what my lower back actually that's says. Right. <laughs> Roots of the Earth Man. Yep, I've which had a few is of those. Just, yeah, that's my Tinder. Um, and Tesla Speaks, because, of course, Ruth was channeling Tesla. <sighs> I just, I, like, what I find so incredible about this is that, like, it's just, like, books by liars. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But they were like... <laughs> cough, Bible, uncough. Never heard of it. They, so they had over 80 videos, right? Over and 80 I, movies. I think we're ready to talk about them. Oh, yeah. Finally, we're free. If you've lasted this long, which you have because... This has been gold, gold, gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're frothing for these videos. This is the absolute best, best part of everything this is literally like this is what this was the point when i was like oh like this is like this is sad but i love it yes because it's not this is such a benign group of people that are going out in the desert and they're making these so-called psychodramas and they're so otherwise normal people mostly 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 that's that's a stretch but yeah i get where you're coming from but like yeah, so they, they they decided that they were going to make these psychodramas to be like, what, no, sort of informative, but mostly cathartic, right? So there's a mix of videos. Some are psychodramas where people work through their past lives. Some are educational and they're the I've ones... i watched very many of those. Because so many of those are on the YouTube channel and they're the live streamed and then recorded uh, educational videos telling you how to evolve and everything. And some of them are just stories of... Her visiting her other planets, which is what I watched things. a lot of. Yes. Very boring. <laughs> uh, very boring, but with real sort of interspersed nuggets of fucking genius. I'm going to say that the special effects on these videos... So the psychodramas are genuinely like better than any classic yeah, Star Trek These episode. happened late 70s and during the 80s. Yeah. And they were outstanding, really low budget, but... They made the best. And can I just say, whoever's sitting there with their Janome, and if you're like Matt and had to look up, had to Google Janome today, it's a brand of sewing machine, and it, he's really lucky I didn't go with the more obscure Pafaf. Uh, but oh, Pafaf, I wouldn't know that one. By far, even superseding the special effects in these videos, would you agree? The costuming. A hundred percent, because like... Once again, the only thing that this woman cared about was being in an m- amazing costume. Oh, my God. She's just like, she was like, I wish I could just wear costumes every day. And then she was like, oh, start a cult. That is what I believe. I mean, everyone can. Shout out, Moy. Um, everyone can wear costumes if they like. Yeah. Every day. But she just decided to make it like, I don't know, like. like a religion. A religion. She- well, no. 
They never said that it was a religion. No, that's true. In fact, they said it wasn't a religion. It yeah. was a science. It's a science. And there's a the lot thing. of science in this. This whole thing, they say, there's a spirituality side, but there's also the science. And they mm-hmm. call it the science in capital letters. <laughs> and that is the stuff that as soon as you even scratch the surface, you are bored beyond belief. There's vibrations. I mean, there's energy polarity. There's... There's like crystals that are sending things like none of it makes sense. And they go into great detail and it's like they're just picking words at random from the hoopy new age hippie bullshit dictionary. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. So dumb. It's dumb and it's nothing compared to the costume. It's like just go back to making a beautiful collar and a beautiful headdress. You... Name one of your favorite costumes, and I guarantee it'll be one of mine, and then I'll name the other one. My favorite is one that I saw when she was giving an interview, and it was like a... I'm going to say it must have been some kind of like cardboard situation, but it was like a half collar in rainbow, <gasps> completely glittered, down into a cape. Oh. And it was just like... Go- and then ob- so like obviously... A, a collar swooping into a cape. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the collar, like, stuck out and then it was, like, attached to a cape. Yeah. And then, obviously, she had a beehive with a tiara and a... She had also had, like, just pastel candy-coloured wigs. For sure. And also was always carrying either, like, flowers or a scepter. Yes, a rose or a scepter. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you didn't mention either of my two favourite costumes. I mean, I was going to leave the ones to you. Well... My absolute favourite is one that I've sent to most of my friends in the last week. And the theme of this costume is that she is the power source to the entire planetary confederation. Mm -hmm. So it's in her, you know, in her humble phase. Yeah. And so around her head, her, her, her beehive is this bright orange spiral. And her collar leading down to a breastplate are flames of the sun. And then she has a broad skirt. And they apparently went to the uh, thrift shop next door and bought a whole lot of um, inflatable balls, which thrift shops are notoriously great for, and painted planets on them. So her whole skirt, which lights up, is all of the 33 planets. Yeah. It's insane and glorious. It's so good. It's so good. And you have to just Google Unarius Uriel images and then just live your life. But also she just like looks, she looks so happy. (laughs) Do you agree with me? Okay, this is my theory. She's so happy. My theory is because I've heard her speak and I've seen how she looks and she is from Bewitched. She is the exact midpoint between Endora and Aunt Clara. She is a hundred percent because she's like, she's doddering. She's so but she's glamorous. Like oh. she loves a costume. She loves an entrance. She loves a bit of like a sassy dance. But also, she has no idea what she's saying most of the time. Can I read you the ultimate description of her? There's yes. this writer journalist called Alex Hurd, and he wrote about Unarius, and he just nailed her description. He said. She's a true American original who combined the couture sensibilities of a drag queen with the joie de vivre of a frisbee-chasing Irish setter. 100%! She was just that... Yeah. And it is. It's quite draggy and it's quite John Watersy, but at the same time, it's yes. joyous. It is so, it is so like, if John Waters could create a character that was like... He wishes. Full John of, Waters like, is a wannabe Unarian. Maybe he was one. No, he he wasn't. No, John Waters doesn't believe in God. He believes in filth. 
But that doesn't exclude him. Okay, fine. No, because you know how they talk about all the like negative energy. That's like what fuels John Waters. Yeah, he like true. he thrives off that. His favorite thing to do is to like curate films that like devastate Whatever. people. Just let me live in my fantasy world. To add to the glamour, can we talk about the Unaris headquarters car? <sighs> it's this amazing metallic. Help me out on colorblind. Blue. Blue gray. It's a Cadillac. Yeah. It has a fiberglass model of a UFO on top and it's got Welcome Our Space Brothers on the side and a Uriel on the front and it's the greatest car you've ever seen. Welcome Our Space Brothers is what they put on everything and it's just like, like, I don't know, it just feels so desperate. (laughs) Especially because they've predicted... Four to At six of their four. arrivals and got them wrong, and it, it doesn't really seem to. They're still going today. It's like welcome our space brothers, but like this car is just like another example of just. It it just makes me really sad because it's like I just want the best for these people. But the, the films driving, make you happy. Driving a big plastic UFO <sighs> around <laughs> with these films that do make you happy. Oh yeah, this thing it's guerrilla filmmaking. So if they need. Apparently, although we haven't been able to find any footage, please send us some. Um, but there's rumours that there was this one. And these were all on about 30 cable access channels on the US. Yes. And they've got this massive cult following and now you can only get a few. But also people from Unarius, if you're listening, we know you have a video library. Oh, my God, please. Digitise it. We've send it seen to us, it. We've seen the. We've seen like the images of how many tapes you have. So there's one which is apparently <laughs> Ruth told one follower that he was an evil sea serpent in his past life. Goals. So they just went to this public swimming pool without being invited, took cameras. Some people dressed up using adapted lawn furniture and piping as a sea monster and just acted out this thing. And there's always this like trial by jury scenario where someone has to like, you know, be forgiven or be tried for their sins so they can clear them for the next life. But with pizzazz, they know that this is clearing their past lives and they feel better afterwards it's important to note also that there's no compound they don't live there they go and do these classes there oh, they have to travel or they, like, although now they can stream them i love it so much i love these videos so much because you you just watch these people in these like dumb outfits and then they're just like they're, they're giving you such raw performances and one of the films called the arrival which is like one of their biggest features yeah and in fact, at I think it's at LA Expo or Cine Family, there's this filmmaker called Jodie Wiley or Willie, I'm not sure, or Will. And she has been studying these guys. And she's got this real affection for Unarius. And she made this documentary short about them. And she held a screening of this at an LA Expo. And she had members of Unarius there to talk about it. And she's been really affectionate and they've embraced her. And she's been really, really respectful. And it's awesome and the standard in LA had an exhibition of all oh this stuff God. from Unarius based on her films but she did the premiere public screening of The Arrival and I, ju- I watched a little bit of it and it's about they say the Aborigines which is original man who speak in Shakespearean English but they're visited by these bald aliens with these incredible effects 
But I love it that there's a super on screen right at the beginning of this video that says the time is 160,000 BC based on a true story. Yeah, I've seen parts of this. Oh my God. Also, it's the most LA looking caveman ever. Yeah, like he's like, he, yeah. And also then there's just like this bald man who's just explaining like, Oh, and also that, like, our most powerful ethereal being has decided that she's going to sit on a throne. And, like, guess who it is? It's fucking Ruth. These <laughs> videos, they are, some are set in office buildings. Yep. Some are set in what looks like ancient Egypt. Some are set in Lumeria or Atlantis or other made up Just planet a completely thing. different planets. Lots of people cry because as soon as... Uriel or any of her past life Isis she loves being Isis she lays her hand on their forehead they bawl they cry and that's something that I think is vital to this whole thing because like what I like the more that I looked into this the more that I fell in love with it and like oh my god like everything that I say today is is out of complete adoration oh, for the Americans. Oh, completely. Like, they did. They never did anything bad except no, maybe. They are beautiful, sweet people, people and I a hundred percent love them. And yep. like, please get treated for cancer. But um, <laughs> I uh, the the one thing that kept coming back to was that like Ruth was so charismatic. She was so engaging that when people met her and when they like when they engaged with her, when she would even look at them, they would just like burst into tears. Absolutely, and I'm, I think. My explanation of why leads us into some random facts, because I think we're at that point. Yes. Random, random, random facts. I'm talking random facts. I'm talking random facts about cults and that. Cults and that. That is the most perfect thing I've ever heard. Uriel is also an acronym. It is. I know it is. And it stands for Universal Radiant Infinite Eternal Light. It's so shit. It's, it's not an acronym. It's like, shit. Pick a good acronym. The whole thing is shit. And it's, it's shit. so rare that this much shit just coagulates just, into this massive clump of I love you. I love and, and like this is gonna sound so mean, but like to me, it's the it's the same thing as like these. It's like people who are like, I'm gonna get my Harry Potter letter. It's like you you want to believe in something more than life. I despite science. I have some more random facts though. I'm ready for them. Ruth was known in the tabloids as Spaceship Ruthie. Oh, I really should have introduced that earlier, so that we could cute. call her I Spaceship like Ruthie the whole way through. That is cute. Um, are you aware of a band called the Dead Kennedys? Yes, I'm aware. So the singer of that band was Jello Biafra. Was what? Jello Biafra. Okay. Jello? Yes. Oh. He was obsessed with the Unarians and he went and visited them and got all this documentary footage uh, and he was going to make a documentary about it. Uh, But... Once he got all the footage, it was stolen out of his car. (gasps) And it's only been recovered, but it hasn't been edited. So you can watch a couple of hours of Jello Biafra interview footage. He didn't get to interview Ruth because it was in 1992, the year before she died, because she'd broken her foot and couldn't cut. So he talked to her a bit through an intercom, but... She broke her hip. 
Yeah, no, but she also broke her foot. Oh, she broke her hip, and that was the first. She downfall. was brittle by that point. It was a year. She was like she was 90, 92. Yep. Uh, in 1976, Ruth went on the record in the media, and she bet four thousand dollars. Damn it! This was one of my fads <laughs> with Ladbrokes. With Ladbrokes, that aliens would land on Earth within a year. Yep. They and it's didn't. one of those, but. She lost, but also she gained membership the media, increased. Yeah, the media went crazy for this story. And then 1976, everyone loves an alien. Oh my god. Oh my god, they they're mad for a UFO. That was my good fact. That's Damn such you. A for it. There was apparently a so I had the cancer fact, but also not only was like she supposed to heal her followers from like whatever. Yeah. But there was a portrait of her that was so striking that that also had the power to heal. Like, this is the kind of thing, it was just kind of, like, so convenient. That uh, you could just look at a picture and you'd be better. It was just, like, convenient mythology that it could be, like, oh, like, um, Ruth's, like, busy, but, like, also if you look at that painting, you'll get better. And these people with cancer will be like, <laughs> mm, yeah, that's cool. Like, it makes sense. Bunions. Ruth's busy. Look at the picture. Fine. All right. That's I fine. can't even say picture. 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 Bunions. There are almost 200 of Uriel's dresses in the Unarius archives and I badly need those to be an exhibition. There's a project currently underway to catalogue, clean and preserve all of it. Costumes, headwear, jewellery and I propose when that's ready a motherfucking road trip. I genuinely will be there because I want to try them on. I would love it. (gasps) What if you could try them on? I would. would... What if the gift shop has replicas? Mm -hmm. I'm wearing planet dress. I want planet dress. To everything. I want like a slutty planet dress. Slutty planet Well, it's got balls all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You make oh a good point. God. I think I think we're done. Have I honestly, like, I don't think I have any more. The more that you get into this, like, there is so much fun. It's funny. The visuals Please, are funny. Just, you, if you haven't... Google by now. You have to Google. You have to. You. Oh my God! You have to. But at it the same the time, best time, it's like then you have to sort of think about like what drove these people to this. Oh, that's the whole thing, and it made them feel better. And you see these people crying and missing Uriel because she made them feel good about themselves. And through psychodrama, oh my God, mm. I love it. Mm. Psychodrama. <laughs> Do it. Psychodrama. <laughs> La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Qu'est-ce que say? Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, psychodrama. La la la. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I can tell, but <laughs> but this is the worst part. And like what you said is true. But the worst part about this whole thing is that more than anything, I miss Uriel. <laughs> yeah. You started studying her yesterday. Yep. Same. Oh, there's not much left to say, except, I guess, live long and prosper. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) There's not much to say, I guess, left. (laughs) So I guess there's not that much. (laughs) All right. This is the one. This is the one. There can't be that much left to say, except live long and prosper.
<laughs> is that all? <laughs> Just that. Just that. May the force be with you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> one more, one more. Here we go. No. <laughs> no. May the force be with you. <laughs> you got this. You got this. <laughs> mm. No, because I know what's coming. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> nanu, nanu. <laughs> Nanu Nanu <laughs> Join a cult No don't Or don't Like mostly don't Yeah great. But please thank do sew a planet dress Thank you Thank you for Joining me on this Interplanetary journey oh. Thank you for having me Bye You've been listening to Zealot Produced by me Joe Thornley With barely detectable asthma my co-host for this episode was Matt Whitehead, who styled himself for his own psychodrama. Further reading and tips for accessorising can be found on the Zealot Facebook page. And music is by the Everglades, the human equivalent of the smell of waffles. Mmm, mmm, cults. <laughs>